When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Shocking, Lurid, Tawdry, a history of American scandal. I'm your co-host, Casey Howe. And I'm co-host, Mark Pikert. And today, I will be telling you a very special story that involves not one, not two, but three female television stars. Ooh, very fun. I love it. Um, should I try and guess? Is there, is it, is there, have I seen the movie? Uh, no, they're television stars. (laughs) (laughs) You were doing so well. I thought maybe there was a movie about the scandal. No, no, unfortunately, (laughs) I think... It's not juicy enough. Oh my gosh, uh, you I can't. I might can't have sure. seen a. You might have seen a TV movie about one of them. Um, so the larger okay. scandal that I want to talk okay. about today. Okay, Mark, he's diving right in, guys. Diving right Valerie, in, Valerie. I am. I I'm excited. I love, I love you so excited. Do it. Do it. Uh, do look, it. They don't. They don't need. They don't need to hear us chatter lo- about nonsense. <laughs> no. I mean, plus this is going to air months from now. Nothing will be relevant. (laughs) Remember uh, planking? Remember the plank challenge? No, no one does. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay, okay. I'm ready. Here we go. Okay, so the larger scandal that we will be discussing today is when Valerie Harper got fired from her sitcom Valerie... That seems and problematic. replaced by replaced by Sandy Duncan as her sister. Did they change but the name of the show? Before we, <laughs> uh, not they called it Valerie's family. Oh boy! And then it became what you probably know as the Hogan family. Oh, why did you know that? Yeah, for a season and a half, it was Valerie. But before I I get into Valerie Harper, uh, I want to address two other women, because this has relevance to how Valerie Harper treated this entire situation. After one season of Charlie's Angels, Farrah Fawcett Majors quit. Hmm. She never told anyone why she quit. No, to this day, no one knows the actual reason. She never publicly said anything. She got sued by Aaron Spelling for $7 million. And because she was, had pending lawsuits, 
no one wanted to work with her. No one knew where this was going to end up. So she was, they, the producers of Foul Play wanted her for the female lead opposite Chevy Chase. But they said, oh, actually, we don't know how this lawsuit is going to go for you. So we're going to get this Goldie Hawn instead. No way. That was supposed to be Farrah Fawcett? Yeah. Yeah. I love that movie. Wow. Okay. So they they worked out a deal where I don't think she had to pay anything and she agreed to do a handful of episodes of Charlie's Angels over the course of the next season and maybe another season. But it really stalled her career. So any any traction that she might have gotten, gone. The first movie she did post Charlie's Angels was called Somebody Killed My Husband. And it bombed so hard that people started calling it Somebody Killed My Career. Oh, no. Oh, that's so tragic. I love Farrah Fawcett mostly. Well, not mostly, but definitely has something to do with it. The fact that Alec, the bartender, used to call me Farrah. So that warms my heart, but also love Farrah Fawcett. And that's so crazy. And I was, I always, I never looked into it, obviously, but I was always kind of curious. I'm like, she seemed like a pretty serious actress how come she never, like, she was huge during Charlie's Angels. I didn't realize she was only on one season, yeah. though. Like, really? I didn't either. How interesting, because she's so After iconic season, for it. Everyone always remembers her. Yes. Wow. Well, let's talk about another iconic blonde TV star, Suzanne Summers. Yes. Oh, I love it. So oh my gosh, during why the am run I blank- of why am Three's I blanking company, on why am I blanking on the one that we that I grew up with the the um after school oh come on step um, by step yes thank you thank you <laughs> I love step, step by step step by step day by day <laughs> I believe it's all streaming on Hulu if you want to check oh. that out tonight oh my gosh well now I have plans. I'm I'm planned. That's that's what I'm doing. I love I love step by step because the basis for creating that sitcom was what if we got the two most attractive TV stars from the 70s and 80s, Patrick Duffy and Suzanne Summers, as a couple on a sitcom. And they did. But they step did. by step is going to come up step by step is going to come up in the Valerie Harper portion oh, okay, of this okay. conversation. Woo! I'm so excited. So okay. Suzanne Summers breakout star of Three's Company. She almost single-handedly turns Three's Company into a huge cultural phenomenon. Uh, A lot of of it was her. A lot of it was also very sharp writing, uh, the chemistry between her, John Ritter, Joyce DeWitt. But Chrissy Snow was the breakout character. So going into season five, Suzanne Summers and her husband say, you know what? Uh, I'm getting all of this attention. People are writing about me all the time. Uh, I'm a huge part of the show. And yet I make $30,000 per episode. I would like to make $150,000 per episode and 10% of the gross. Woo! I mean, good for her. All right. And ABC said, absolutely not. You're a woman. <laughs> I was just going to ask what John Ritter was getting paid. <laughs> But I'm afraid. So I don't know. 
I don't know what John Ritter was getting paid, but I do know that what she was asking for allegedly was on par with what male stars, well, like an okay. Alan Alda okay. would be making. Right. Got it. Okay. Okay. So it wasn't, she wasn't going above and beyond. She was like, I just want equal pay. Yes. But equal pay to stars of other shows. I don't know how much like a Joyce DeWitt or a John Ritter was making. Fair. Okay. It's also a giant increase to demand. <laughs> That's true. That's what, what is math. See, I told you guys last episode, math's not my thing, well, but it's definitely it's over a, like four times more. It's over a hundred thousand dollars. Like it's a, it's just a big increase. It's yeah. It's not like I want it doubled. Double might've been a thing, but she, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Math people hate us after these two episodes. <laughs> hate us so much. So much. Math people, we're sorry. We're, this is not how our brains work. I'm sorry. So ABC says, no, we're not going to pay you that. You silly woman. And she says, oh, I can't, I can't film today. I broke a rib. Oh, she pulled a Kelly Ripa. Love that. Yeah. And then she couldn't film the next day. And they said, okay, uh, since it's so such a burden for you to show up to work, why don't we do this? For the rest of the season, you'll be in 60 seconds of every episode at the end of the episode. You're going to live with, uh, Chrissy will move in with her mother and she'll call her roommates at the end of every episode and they'll recap their days to her. Oh my and so gosh. For the, for the rest of season five, you only see Chrissy at the end. She never filmed with John Ritter or Joyce DeWitt. She filmed everything alone. She said that she felt so isolated. The crew was so mean to her because like she's persona non grata. It's a hit show. And now she has effectively, according to the narrative being pushed, she's effectively pushed these poor downtrodden studio executives into removing one of the major components of success from every episode. Oh my gosh, poor them. I mean, what were they supposed to do? I don't know. It's so rough to be a television executive with these demanding actors. So Chrissy Snow, Suzanne Summers, gone after the fifth episode. I mean, after oh the fifth gosh. season. Really not part of the show from season four on. Right, right. Uh, wow. And as this is going on, CBS is like, hey, clearly it's only a matter of time before you are no longer part of Three's Company. You are no longer on, under contract. So here's what we would like to do. We want to give you your own sitcom. We're going to call it The Suzanne Summer Show. You are going to play a flighty flight attendant. How does that sound? And I keep saying ABC, but it might be NBC. I honestly don't know now. There are <laughs> okay. so many networks okay. floating around in my head. Three's company network. It was Peacock. It was Peacock. You got it. Thank you. <laughs> Paramount All Access said. <laughs> uh, the Three's company network said, "Oh, hey, CBS, uh, cease and desist. Suzanne Summers is legally prohibited from using any of her Chrissy Snow mannerisms in her performance." Wow, mannerisms. What? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's so, so crazy vague. Guess what? After that, they didn't know how to write the show and it got put in turnaround. And I mean, turnaround is more of a studio term or a movie term, but 
basically CVS was like, we're not going to move forward with this. Oh my goodness. Uh, Suzanne Summers and Joyce DeWitt did not speak for 30 years. And she and John Ritter did not speak for 20 years. They reconciled right before he died. Wow. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So That's, these okay, two yeah. v- these two very high profile things have happened. And of course, there are men who are also doing things like, if you don't pay me what I want, then I'm not going to come to work. Uh, does they, just waited. Remember- they just waited it out. Does anyone remember the star of Trapper John MD pulling this? No, they don't. They remember the women who tried to do this and failed spectacularly. Oh my gosh, because everybody just turned against them. Like nobody came to, you know, Uh it it wasn't like Joyce and John were like, all right, we're on your side. We're not working either. That was not the mentality, which is fine. You know, they have to choose their own path, but... But compare that to, well, we'll get into, we'll get into the ways that these three stories changed actors' relationships with networks in a little bit. Oh, cool. Okay. So these things have happened uh, in the midst of it, uh, around 85, the Cosby Show is a huge hit. Got it. Okay. So the Cosby Show becomes a huge hit just when everyone has said the sitcom is dead. So two things happen. Uh, One... Networks suddenly desperately need sitcoms, which they were not commissioning. They were not looking to create new sitcoms, and no one really knew how to do sitcoms anymore because they hadn't been doing them. Got it. Okay. So here are some people who do know sitcoms. Valerie Harper, a four-time Emmy winner for The Mary Tyler Moore Show and Rhoda, and the Miller Boyette producing team, the men responsible for Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley. Now, tell me, Casey, can (laughs) you imagine, can you imagine the comedy of the Mary Tyler Moore show, that style of comedy, interacting with a Happy Days? Oh, okay. Um, uh... I think that I, I don't I don't know. I think it's either really gonna work or it's gonna be a little rocky. <laughs> well, Brandon Tartikoff at NBC decided that it might really work. So let's <laughs> give it a shot. <laughs> I knew I was gonna get that answer wrong. So v- Valerie Harper is like, okay, so here's the deal. I'm coming back after Rhoda. This is my first sitcom again. Uh it's called Valerie. Uh I'm going to be an executive producer. My husband is going to be an executive producer. And we're going to have creative input. And Miller Boyette said, absolutely. Ah, we're going to do this. And what very quickly happened is Miller Boyette said, this isn't really the show that we want to be making. We want it to be a little bit zanier. We want it to be, we want uh, it to focus more on slapstick, sophomoric, mm-hmm. like set A little up, set more. Up. A little more bewitched style. Yes, pretty much. So the premise of Valerie when it premiered is Valerie is a married mother of three children. Her husband is a flight is a pilot who is often away. So she's kind of raising these three kids herself. The oldest is played by Jason Bateman. Oh, fun fact. 
So this is when Jason Bateman really starts to turn into a teen heartthrob. And Miller Boyette, if you think about their shows, one of the things they did really well is they understood how to write around a breakout stars. Got it. Okay. They spotted them and they're like, that's it. Go there. So think about all of the Happy Days spinoffs. Joni Loves Chachi, Laverne and Shirley, Mork and Mindy. Like they had a very, very good eye for, yes, Robin Williams is in this crazy alien episode of Happy Days. Clearly he has something that we need to harness in a weekly series. Right. So very quickly, Valerie becomes about Jason Bateman. And all of a sudden, Valerie Harper is seeing her return to network TV, reduce her to a supporting role on a series named after her, of which she has a creative creative (gasps) input. Oh my gosh. At one point, Valerie Harper says, they can't do this to my career. They can't make me the mom standing at the sink giving advice. So Valerie does not do well in the ratings. It's a mid-season replacement. So the first season is truncated. It doesn't do well. It starts picking up a little bit more in season two. And then in reruns, the summer after season two ends, it really starts to take off. People are really paying attention, driven in large part by Jason Bateman. Got it. He becomes the hit, everybody. Yeah. The show starts taking off and Valerie Harper says, okay, I would like more money. If the show is now becoming successful and rising in the ratings, I would like more money and I would like a bigger piece of the of the percentages. And it's very it's very tricky to investigate this with this much distance because narratives shifted throughout this scandal. Uh, she demanded more money. They said no. She said, okay, then I'm going to walk out. She had done this before on Rhoda and it worked. Okay. So she allegedly walked out. And again, this is like, there are a lot of conflicting reports, both from contemporary and now uh, looking back retrospectively, I can't figure out the exact trajectory of the story. So she had walked out, it had worked. I think she tried it, it didn't work. It was a really hard negotiation. They were all playing kind of hardball. And she missed the first episode. She didn't film the first episode of season three. And then they said, okay, let's keep talking. So she comes in. She goes to she costume fitting. She films some scenes. And then she leaves. Allegedly, there are some contentious meetings that same day, some contentious uh, run-ins. And then Lorimar, the producing company behind Valerie, calls her and fires her. Just they fire Valerie Harper it. from a show called Valerie. Okay. So, so they fire her. And they instead of canceling her, the show, they have Sandy Duncan on a contract where they're going to find a show for her. And Brandon Tartikoff is like, actually, you know what? Let's just replace Valerie we're going to replace we're going to kill her oh that seems hard they killed the character they as Valerie Harper said they killed a mother on television how heavy is that oh my gosh that's so crazy that's so true so they killed the matriarch of this series 
and her sister, Aunt Sandy, comes in. They retitle the series Valerie's Family, and they sue Valerie Harper. What? What? <laughs> oh, they sue her for $70 million. What? And they go around saying, well, we had to fire her. She's crazy. She's crazy. She stormed in on her last day. She was alternately sobbing and screaming, completely unprofessional. Honestly, we thought she was about to have a nervous breakdown and we did it for her. I mean, those ladies and their hysteria, you just can't stop them. You know, Uh, we're just all going crazy all the time. You never know. And this this actually is a very important point. she kind of sues them for $180 million in damages and uh, denied profits. Good. And part of that suit is libel because she says, no, they sue her for libel because she does the talk show rounds and she's like, they're calling me, they're saying that I'm insane. It's libel. Right. I'm suing them for libel. And they said, uh, we're actually suing you for libel because we never said that you're insane. Uh, <laughs> actually. And then they go to trial. During the trial, the... Lorimar executives are like, um, yeah, well, we had to fire her because she's crazy. What? And everyone was like, uh, didn't, aren't you suing her for libel because she said that you said she was crazy? Um, yes, but you misunderstood. We said that she's acting like she's crazy, and that's very different. We never said that she's insane. We just said she was acting like she was. <laughs> oh, God. That's disgusting. Yes. So first they were like, yeah, we had to let her go because uh, she didn't show up to work. Then they said, well, you know, okay, fine. Yeah, you found out she showed up to work, but she's, she was acting like she was crazy. We had to let her go. So at this point, Valerie Harper has no idea what is going to happen to her career. People are publicly saying that she is a disruptive diva who right. was trying to torpedo the show. Uh, the, there were so many narratives saying that she was jealous of Jason Bateman, that she was just a demanding monster, uh, that she, who's, why should anyone take her seriously? She made her husband a co-producer of the series and what experience does he have? Which by the way, her husband was a dancer on Broadway, an actor in New York around the same time she started out. And he became a fitness guru. They met when he helped her lose weight for a role. And he is one of the trainers who helped Richard Gere get into shape for American Gigolo. Ooh, that's a fun fact. He he has done the Lord's work, if you ask me. Give him all the producer credits. (laughs) He should be on every production, just in case someone needs a little tightening up. So people are, like NBC, Laura Moore, all of these assholes are spreading all of these stories about Valerie Harper. And she has no idea when she countersues if this is going to be what kind of position that she she has put herself in now. Is she going to seem ungrateful and vindictive where she got fired and now she's suing? Is she going to be blacklisted? Is she going to get to work in TV again? She's actually pretty calm about it in contemporary interviews from the era where she was like, look, I've got a store. I There's always Broadway that I can go back and do. If I don't work in TV again, fine. But I cannot let them control my reputation in this way. I've been on network television for 19 years. There aren't stories like this about me. They can't just invent these stories and expect me to take it lying down. 
And a big bone of contention at the time, and even now, is that Brandon Tartikoff replaced her. Yeah. Replaced her with just another actress, and then kind of, she's now the matriarch. Valerie was, now it's Sandy Duncan. And a lot of people said he did it to prove a point to actors that no one is irreplaceable, even if you were the title star. Oh, oh my so gosh. After a year, some things have calmed down. The lawsuit goes to trial. NBC gets dropped from the lawsuit. Valerie Harper gets a TV movie from NBC. Uh, she said it she said it was probably a very transparent ploy to get her to drop NBC and the blacklisting aspect of her lawsuit but she was more than happy to do that because they were not blacklisting her right no problem so yes if you want me to work i will come and work for you great that's all i want so september 16th 1988 of almost a full year after or just a little over a year after all of this has happened which by the way i just need to go back for one second the fact that they fired her and said she's dead sandy duncan is the new valerie meant that the writers had to rewrite the entire season three that they had plotted out. Oh my gosh, you're kidding. I'm sure they paid them for that though and like just had no problem. Like I'm sure that they got just double salary and it's fine. Oh yeah, because Absolutely. that's exactly how what TV happens, works. Yeah, that's exactly what happens to writers all the time. Yeah, okay. So they had no problem. And Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Just wash the both, episode, throw it out. Yes, or like wash the yes. season. And both Sandy and Valerie have said repeatedly over the years, this was never about either of us. Like I bear Sandy no ill will. And Sandy was like, I steered clear of it. Everyone was very nice to me on the set. Like I was worried walking in that they would be protective, but I have like, I came in to do a job and I have no personal ill will against Valerie Harper. So very Good. classy all around. Good. Yes. And even when Valerie's talking about the lawsuit, she's, she's mostly taking the high road, mm -hmm. except when she understandably gets annoyed that people are saying she's almost insane. Yeah. So acting like over just a little over a year after the lawsuit happens, it is settled <laughs> after uh, I think four weeks, three weeks, three or four weeks of court, uh, unanimous decision from the Los Angeles Superior Court jury that Valerie Harper was wrongfully fired. And she gets, she is awarded $1.4 million. Oh. And her husband gets $220,000. I love it. A little kick to him. And one of her statements after the, after the verdict came in was, it's so nice to see wrongfully fired after all I've seen is fired, fired, fired. Oh, so true. So true. You like the, the, um, the, the verdict or the judgment wording is almost, I'm sure, worth, worth its weight as well as far as her reputation. It just clears her name, right? Yeah. Yes, she was wrong. Like she did nothing wrong. She was wrongfully fired. So all of the stories were just so much white noise to disguise the fact that they did something they shouldn't have done. Right. Mm -hmm. So here's a fun tidbit. And she really milked all of this for all it was worth, which God love her. I'm obsessed with these interviews that she gave. So two years later, she starred in a new series called City, which is basically from the synopsis I read is like Mr. Mayor but she's a okay. city manager and it's just like a wacky, a wacky group of coworkers. Got it. Okay. But 
she starred in City, which ran against the Hogan family. Ooh, okay. Well, the city didn't fare very well, unfortunately. Yeah. But Oops. as part of the as part of the lawsuit, and it was not demanded, they just did it. They changed the name of the show again from Valerie's family to the Hogan family. Okay, got it. Got it. Okay. So that is the show that we grew up watching. The Hogan Understand. Family. Okay. Full circle. So here are some things that happened because of this giant, and I really have to stress, this is a huge deal at the time in the television industry. This is still when there were three networks. Right, right. So yes. when we say like the fear of being blackballed or blacklisted was ever present for Valerie Harper, it was not the platinum age of TV. She only had three options and it really looked as if she had burned her bridges at NBC, which just left two options. So are these executives going to take a chance on her or not? And they did. And everything worked out for Valerie Harper. But it made everyone kind of look around and go, oh, no, only Valerie Harper came out well at the end of that. And she had a rough year leading up to it. So two things happened. Two major takeaways happened from this entire debacle. One, star vehicles became increasingly rare. Got it. So we're like, we're going to write think, shows that anybody, like, no one's, the, no one's the star of the show. It's all, it's the whole cast. So think about your favorite sitcoms from the last, I mean, 30 years. Friends. Mm-hmm. Seinfeld. Like, everything is very ensemble. Seinfeld is mm-hmm. the classic example of, we want to bring in this guy because he's a thing. Let's surround him with three people and make it a quartet. Right. Right. Got it. Okay. So, so that is how networks are reacting to it. Actors react to it two different ways. If they're unknowns, they band together like friends and they negotiate together. Okay. Uh, to prevent a threes company situation. And if they are the stars, if they are a Roseanne, if they are a Brett Butler, if they are a Sybil Shepherd, they have more control than ever before. Got it. So they say, I want to produce, I want creative, I want it all in my contract. Got it. Okay. And then that leads to so much infighting with their showrunners, much like on Valerie, but they are now, they have now stockpiled so much power in the negotiation phase that they are fairly safe from the kind of repercussions that Valerie faced. Right. They're on a relatively even playing field. Yes, except in the case of like the Connors where Roseanne Barr said some things that, yeah, Roseanne Barr says those things. You ignored it until it was no longer expedient to ignore it. Congratulations, ABC. (laughs) (laughs) So So those are, I mean, those are the stories you hear about those three women. And it was Chuck Lorre, I think on all three of them, where he wanted to he wanted to make a show and they were very difficult allegedly i would love to look back at those stories and see how much of it is just crazy period misogyny and how much of it right. is oh no you're you're really acting out in a weird way uh but what what one of my resources pointed out so brilliantly is this is a very dark story about artistic people winning the fight against the suits because Miller Boyette were like 
we don't want to do a smart, sophisticated family series. We want to do something saccharine with a breakout teen character. And we're going to fight you. I'm like, congratulations, you succeeded in making the show dumber. Right, right. That, yeah. Yes. How you, dare Valerie and NBC want something smarter? Good job, creatives. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, Miller Boyette went on to create Step by Step. Oh, here we come. Here it comes. Yeah. I thought they yeah. did, they, so, I mean, they did a ton, they did a ton more, right? They were. Yeah. Family Matters. Yeah. Right. Uh, Full House. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they really won in a lot of ways. They lost the lawsuit, but in terms of moving the sitcom into its new phase, they won. That that yeah. is the sitcom that we got for the next twenty years until yeah. something like Seinfeld. Until stars started doing sitcoms again, like a Seinfeld, like a Roseanne. Right, right. Well, and and I think and and I could be wrong, but th- the differences in those are also like like Seinfeld, like Jerry Seinfeld was really instrumental on the writing in that, right? Didn't he have a big writing yeah. role? So when you get those comedians to come in, they make it a little different, I think. It, it has, it takes on a different feel versus just a writing room, you know, where they're trying yes. to essentially write for the whole audience versus someone who knows, you know, what comedy is and what the different facets are. Not that there aren't comedians in the writer's room for these sitcoms, but, you know, I think that's no, but a different, with those... different skill set. With these, with these different star-driven vehicles in the 90s, it became writing to their voice right. instead of writing a character that a Valerie Harper could portray. Right, right, exactly. You're like, okay, I'm going to write this character and then you're just going to fit into that, not write what you would play. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And not riffing on, not, and not riffing on the persona you've created doing stand-up already. Right, right, Exactly. Exactly. It's like, no, now you're going to plug in. Well, and I think it's just so disappointing that their thing, like I can just see that happening with, they see Jason Bateman. They're like, okay, we're going to make this a teen comedy. And now I can even see them, you know, her saying, look, I want to come in. I want to write something smart. I'm going to be a partially, I'm going to be a single mom, but when you can't really be a single mom. So I'm going to, we're, we're not, we're not going to like really address that, but I'll have some of the same issues. And them saying like, no, I want you to be a little more ditzy. And I want you to have a little more slapstick comedy. I was like, I, I was like, great. So you wanted to tip over or like trip over the front door and spill her groceries. Awesome. Brilliant. Groundbreaking. Like I just, yeah. 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 Well, and her, her whole fight about why she was so angry about the direction that the show was heading is it all ended on some fake syrupy kumbaya moment. Right. Right. She's like, it's not earned. I don't want to, this is not an earned moment of sentimentality. I don't understand why they're jamming this down the audience's throat. This is a chance right. to actually have some conversations. And they didn't want to do that. And ultimately they won out and they ran the Hogan family for, I think, another six seasons. Wow. Interesting. Maybe just four seasons, maybe a total of six. But hilariously, NBC canceled the Hogan family in 1990. And they brought it to CBS and CBS ran it for a season and they're like, oh, never mind. <laughs> the 90s were a tough time. It was a, it was a tough, the 89 to 90 was, a, it was a big jump. It was a big jump. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that is the story of how actresses should never ask for more money. <laughs> that's our takeaway. That's, our, that's the lesson we learned today. 
that is, I mean, think about how many people That's must have crazy. learned that lesson though. Well, I mean, absolutely. Those are the ones that we hear about because they were such big stars, but what about everyone else? Who's like, I just want to, can I just get like partially paid for this? What's my, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's just crazy that, that, and, and I always, it's not surprising, but it's, you know, you can take a Suzanne Summers or you can take uh, a Farrah Fawcett and literally just tank their career because, well, I guess we don't know why Farrah quit. Why do you think Farrah quit? What do you, what is, what's oh, your I think it was to, I think it's to spend more time with Lee Majors, her husband at the time. She had it in her Charlie's Angels contract that she would have to be home every night to cook him dinner. Oh my gosh, you're kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what's crazy oh, is she met okay. Lee Majors. I mean, they were they were the power couple of the 70s. Yeah, yeah. And she met him within six months of moving to LA. Interesting. Like it was very it was a very, very fast meeting she was not in town for very long before hmm. before she ended Snatched up as her up farrah fawcett majors oh my goodness interesting okay so it could have been as simple as that if this is too much work and i he needs me home but i also think it's that thing of i'm doing this show i could be a movie star it's so it's so strange now to talk about film versus tv because they were so segregated for so long. Very true. And movie stars did not do TV. No. And TV stars very rarely made the jump to film. Yeah, very true. If you were a TV star, you were a TV star. You stayed in TV your entire career. Yeah. Yeah. But then think about, I mean, that's why we didn't even touch on this, but that's why Shelley Long left Cheers. Mm, she okay. wanted to pursue more films and she had kids and she was like I don't want to do a tv show anymore I'm and ready to do True was... Beverly Hills and Money Pit like she did and they were amazing yeah. <laughs> yes and people excoriated her they accused her of trying to tank the series by leaving ay 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 and what happened they brought in Kirstie Alley and everything was fine fine just replace her with another woman and everything will be fine. Yes. Ugh. Seems like there's a theme. Hmm. <sighs> interesting. Very yeah. interesting, Mark. Very yes. interesting. Thank you. And we went on this journey so nicely. And you, you said you, you, had, um, you didn't have all your notes written out. I think you did a marvelous job. This Thank was him you. winging well, it, everybody. Look at, he's so professional. So Which might professional. be why I kept saying... I don't know. Was it ABC or NBC? <laughs> yeah, they're all the same. Just if it's not one, it's the other one. Just one of it's them. It's true. One None of them came out great in any of these stories. Very true. Very true. Oh my goodness. How interesting. Ugh. All right. Well, now I'm going to, I think, um, I think with the, I think we should um, incorporate some step-by-step -step music into this episode. What do you think? Uh, well, I'm not paying for the rights to that, so let's <laughs> let's just say step by step, day by day. Don't sing another line. They're going to sue day. us. We don't want them to sue us. They're not one more line. There's only only so much of the song. And we know how litigious Miller Boyette can be. Very true. Don't come after us. Oh, these are two people now so far. There are two groups now. We don't want Joe coming after us. 
and we don't want and we don't want Miller Boyette coming after us. So we um, no. we think we think all of you are wonderful and um, keep on keeping on. Thank you.